Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montes, founder of Scalosity Works and of the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community. Now, in the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community, I have the opportunity to guide founders and entrepreneurs and business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond to help give them the leadership skills necessary to create an employee experience that's going to deliver a competitive edge for your business and to help you build a seven to eight figure business that is no longer a job, but a business that provides the financial freedom that you always wanted out of your business. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award, and how to reduce business risk with proactive HR strategies that do have real-world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey, I will work to sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will actually lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, how to lead your team through both good times and bad, how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones, and much, much more. So if you're ready to build a team of 10Xers that can power your business to new heights, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works. I started this podcast with one goal in mind, to help founders, CEOs, and business owners hire employee number one and beyond and build amazing companies that are powered by amazing people. Now, I do know your time is valuable, and I appreciate that you're taking the time to listen to this podcast. So here is my commitment to you. Every time you tune into the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award and reduce your business risk with proactive HR strategies that have real-world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey, I will sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that actually work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, and employee experience, how to lead your team through good times and bad, and how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones. So if you're ready to build a company with amazing people and take your business to new heights, let's get started. So today we're going to talk about the seven habits that founders can sometimes have, hopefully not all of the habits at the same time, but the seven habits that I've seen founders have that actually might kill your business. Building a business requires not only a great idea and a lot of hard work, but it also requires you to adopt healthy habits as a founder. Now, unfortunately, there are certain habits that if left unchecked can have detrimental effects on your business's growth and sustainability. So today, we're going to dive into these habits one by one to, at a minimum, make you aware that you might have a habit, one or two of these habits, and it's time to take a hard look in the mirror and say, okay, am I doing this? And if so, what do I need to do to fix it? So here we go. Habit number one, I call it the do everything syndrome. Many founders fall into the trap of trying to do everything themselves. Now, while it may be necessary in the early stages, and I get it because I had to do it as well in the early stages, you can only do that for so long. It's going to hinder your business growth in the long run. The importance of delegation, your willingness and desire to delegate, even if you don't hire your first employee, take a step back and say, okay, I'm doing everything which means I'm working in the business and not on the business. I'm not ready to hire employee number one yet, but what can I get off my plate? And start by doing an assessment of what tasks you're doing every single day that are causing you to work in the business and not on it. 
The bookkeeping is a great example. If you're doing your own bookkeeping, you could probably outsource that for a very reasonable cost. Maybe it's getting a VA, right? Get yourself an assistant that handles your calendar, your travel. Maybe handle some of your, your social media posts, right? That would free up some of your time. There's lots of ways for you to start to break away from the do everything syndrome. Habit number two, the fear of delegation. Look, I get it. Delegating is difficult because we often have the mindset that nobody can do it as well as I can. But I have news for you. Speaking from experience, you cannot grow your business without putting in a framework to delegate. Delegation, it absolutely can be challenging, especially when you're used to handling every, every aspect of your business. Understanding that delegation is going to be required, there are practical steps that you can take to overcome this fear. There's frameworks and there's systems that you can put in place, right? So you make sure that you train that person and you put checks and balances in place so that you know early on if the delegation isn't working, if the expectations aren't met. And in fact, pretty sure I have a previous episode where I talk specifically about how to delegate. I don't remember which episode number it is while I'm making this recording, but I will make sure that it's in the show notes for you so that you can listen to that episode on the framework to delegation. Habit number three, the I know best attitude. Founders, we often have a strong vision and we believe in our ideas and we should. That's why we founded the company. This can sometimes lead to an I know best attitude. Keep in mind, as you start to hire, you want to make sure that you are no longer the smartest person in the room, right? As you get ready to hire employee number one, you are going to look at what skills you need to bring into the company to grow it. They may be skills that you don't have. You may need somebody to do something that you need to get off of your plate. So when you're bringing that person on, you're hiring them for a reason. You're hiring them to do a job. They're not going to want to be micromanaged. They're not going to want to have you walking behind them and constantly critiquing what they're doing and and changing things and overriding them. So as you hire that first employee, you're going to have to work on the I know best attitude. Now, it doesn't mean you don't oversee the process and it doesn't mean you still don't oversee what's going on, but you have to let the people you hire do the job you hired them to do. And if they're not, then you deal with that accordingly. Take a hard look and ask yourself, am I conveying the I know best attitude? All right, habit number four, the no time issue. Look, lack of time is a common challenge for founders. We all have this challenge every single day, but it's essential to make time for strategic planning and growth. So what I recommend is a minimum of once a quarter, get out of the office for a day, turn the phone off, turn the email off, sit down and go through the quarter. Did we accomplish the milestones we were set out? Did we get the new customers on board? Did we implement the new systems? Whatever your one to two priorities were for that quarter, review that at the end of the quarter and see if you did indeed accomplish those milestones. Then spend some time looking at the next quarter. What do we need to accomplish the next quarter? What are our one to two major priorities that we need to accomplish this next quarter to move the company forward? Setting time aside for strategic review and planning is critical. It doesn't need to be three or four days. You can do it in, in a day or half a day, but get out of the office, turn off the phone, turn off the email, just sit down and spend some deep time, deep focus work on reviewing progress and planning the next quarter. We have to make the time to work on the business and not in the business. Habit number five, the no feedback culture. So as you start to hire employee number one and build your team, Feedback is going to be one of the ways that you create an awesome employee experience. 
It's going to be how you create results. It's going to be how you give team members a reason to stay, right? Feedback is absolutely one of the most important things that employees look for in their employer because feedback, it's crucial for personal and professional growth, but some founders do neglect it and they don't realize how important it is. Think about it this way. First and foremost, we know that the annual performance review is dead. It's archaic. It's dead. Any company that's still doing it is way behind the times, right? That is like telling your kid on Christmas Eve, they're not getting any Christmas gifts and they're getting coal in their stocking because they were you know, bad all year. We're really going to wait until the 11th hour to tell somebody they're not doing a good job or that there's concerns on the performance. So the feedback is critical. So as you build your company and you hire employees, create the culture of a constant feedback loop. Now, with that being said, that feedback, number one, needs to be very specific. We know there's studies out there that tell us that a lot of employees feel that their employer and their, their supervisors, their leaders, do not give them specific enough feedback, right? The feedback is very generic and really doesn't help them understand what's wrong or what are they missing or where are they falling short. So rule number one in giving feedback is make sure it's specific and then make sure it's actionable. Then from there, your job as the employer is to also provide coaching. Feedback plus coaching is how you develop an employee and make them into that high performer that you know they can be. If you just give them feedback and don't give them coaching on how to navigate the feedback and implement it, they may fall short. So feedback plus coaching is the culture that you want to build if you want to create an awesome employee experience and have that high-performing team that is going to 2x, 3x, 5x, whatever growth you're looking for for your company. That's how you're going to get it. Habit number six, the no HR foundation approach. Look, human resources plays a vital role in creating a thriving and sustainable business. If you neglect the basic HR practices, it will lead to a variety of challenges from employee dissatisfaction to legal issues. Understand that as you start to hire employee number one, you need to build your HR foundation. Now, there are two sides to HR. There's your tactical side and your strategic side. Your tactical side is going to be your policies and procedures, your handbooks, all the framework that gives you things to fall back on when the wheels come off the bus. Your strategic HR that's the one-to-one conversations that you set up regularly with your team. That's the performance enablement. It's your, your strategic comp plans to uh, incentivize your, your employee to do the best they can do every single day, right? There are a lot of things on the strategic side of HR and people operations that you need to be doing as you build your team. But you have to build that HR foundation first, right? And that's the tactical side of HR. That's your handbooks. It's your policies and procedures. It's your roadmap. And it's not just for the employees, it's for you as the employer as well, right? This way there's rules of the road. So when something comes up, there's a policy in which to work and a framework in which to guide the solution. Winging it without a foundation in HR is a recipe for disaster. One way that you can get your HR foundation in place as a business owner that is hiring employee number one and beyond is we do have the proactive HR membership community. You can join that community for just $49 a month, and you are going to get regular HR updates. You will have access to a coach. You'll have access to playbooks such as how to build a recruiting system that works, how to build a job posting that attracts candidates, how to create an onboarding and training program for the first 10 days, and more playbooks. We're going to be building a lot of playbooks. 
You'll also have access to other business owners as we build this community. And we will also do regular trainings as well. So the link to the proactive HR membership community will also be in the show notes if you are interested. All right. After that shameless plug, we're going to keep going. Habit number seven that I see is the no adapting syndrome. Look, change is inevitable. The only thing constant is change. Businesses that fail to adapt will fall behind or go out of business. I mean, we learned that through COVID. We all had to adapt. We all had to pivot. We all had to adjust. So understand that you have to foster a culture of adaptability and you have to have strategies for staying ahead of the curve and becoming a leader in your industry. And you're going to have to be able to do that and build a team that has resilience and the ability to accept change and to go with the flow. So you as the business owner need to have that ability to accept change, to go with it, to be resilient, to be able to pivot, to be able to adapt in order for you to be able to build a team that can also do that. All right. So these are the seven habits that I have watched over time that founders can sometimes have that absolutely will kill your business, right? So those seven habits again are the do everything syndrome, the fear of delegating approach, the I know best attitude, the no time issue, no feedback and coaching culture, the no HR foundation approach, and the no adapting syndrome. So as you go into this next week, take a hard look at yourself and say, am I doing any of these possible things that could could be sabotaging my business or stymieing my growth or, or have it making it difficult for us to grow our business or making it difficult for me to hire and hold on to a team, right? There's a lot of things that these habits can do. So take a hard look at how you're operating and see if you need to make some changes. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Entree to Employer podcast. If you have, I do have a favor to ask. First, if you find this podcast valuable, please subscribe to it, like it, and leave us your comments. I read every comment and I use the feedback to improve each and every episode. And second, if you know someone that would benefit from this podcast, please send them a link to the show with your recommendations. My mission is to help as many business owners as possible, hire employee number one and beyond, and build their companies powered by amazing people. All right, until next week, have a great week.